Uh, I know what it says on the bottle, babe, but I'm pretty sure that's if you take them orally, and that is not my plan. So uh, I think Zach. I should... Zach, we're live, buddy. Hey, guys, we're live here at the Criminally Mental Podcast. My name is Bozak Horsecock. Why? Why? Because I love it so much. All right. Well, my name today is Never Alone because sounds like something that corny that an old man would get tattooed on him. Oh, I got you some presents, by the way. Did you? Yeah, one of them here and another one here. (laughs) Anyways, my name is Cody. Here to introduce our show is the friend of our show and the host of the VT Network, Dead Man. Welcome to the Criminally Mental Podcast, where we talk about mental health and the criminal justice system with your two hosts, Cody Green and Zach Galloway, currently both on parole and compassionate release. Now, here's the show. So fun trivia fact about Dead Man, the guy who does the introduction for us. Uh, he is also a voice actor, obviously. He's done a lot of things. But his voice is so soothing and calming that his recorded voice is actually the welcome greeting you hear at the Cincinnati Abortion Clinic. So that is uh, the quality of voice actor that we have on the show. So uh, that's cool, right? I thought you were being serious until you got into. I should have known that you weren't being serious. That's a good credit to have on your record. Except but it's not. Big voice? I don't think that's true. Um, I'm pretty sure it is. If you look up his wiki page, I'm pretty sure it's Cincinnati Abortion Clinic, or it might be a gum commercial. It's one of the two. It's either the abortion clinic or the gum commercial, but either way, lovely voice. Zach, sometimes you're just a little much. And don't get me wrong, somehow I miss you not being out here, even though you are a lot to deal with at times. Well, in my defense. Ah, yes. Good defense. Good defense. And I mean that. I did have a great time out there. It was so much fun hanging out with Jess, too, honestly. Yeah, let's be honest. It was nice to get a break from each other. And (laughs) I'm just kidding. It was really nice having you out too. I had a really good time. Um, We got to do some really cool stuff like meet Jessica Kent, who if you guys don't know who that is, you don't listen to our podcast because she's been on here twice already. And it kind of makes me wonder why you're here. Yeah, exactly. What are you even doing here? Are you lost? Do we need to help you? Uh, I guess is the question, but no, we had a great time with Jess Ken. Her house is so fucking huge. Like, I don't think, I I don't think it occurred to me like how just unfairly goddamn successful Jessica Kent is like, it's crazy to see like someone who comes from a very similar background to us, you know, addiction, jail, mental health issues, like to be so successful. And she really is. She is doing amazing things. I wish we could have stayed out there longer with her so we could film some content for her YouTube page. She is, yeah, someone in the comments just said the toughest woman I have ever seen. And that's for someone who's like, what, five foot exactly? Like she's small. She's (laughs) she's as small as you try to get people to believe that I am. Exactly. So, like that, like that's how small she is. She's genuinely as small as like I exaggerate Zach to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but she does somehow still feel 10 feet tall. Like so so cool. And I know Zach gets sick of hearing me always talk her up, but she's an amazing person, very cool prison advocate, and I was so glad to be able to meet with her and make some content. Yeah, she is an amazing creator and a lot a lot that we can learn from, which is 
which is pretty impressive because I don't ever learn anything. So, uh, that's cool, though. Um, and seriously, she was so helpful at like helping us understand our content now and like what we want to move into. And she gave really good insight. She gave us some good ideas. Mm -hmm. And so it was so cool to be out there with her. And Zach, it was so awesome to be able to have you here and be able to do our last week's podcast together and be able to like travel together a little bit. Yeah. The general public. It's, I think it kind of cemented this toxic uh, relationship that we have. And uh, I'm looking forward to getting you over here, you and Allison, not only for the wedding, but just to kind of have you guys come out here and maybe do some content out here in Virginia. That'd be fun. Yeah, I got to start making fun of Virginia as much as you make fun of Wisconsin. Because, like, is there even anything in Virginia? Like, what is there? Uh, the birthplace of the Confederacy, for one. So <laughs> just go to town with that, dog. I mean, yeah, I, suppose. <laughs> I, I thought you were acting like you were proud of that. I'm like, Zach, as a gay <laughs> Jewish person, why do you sound so excited about that? And then I remembered you were doing it, like, as satire, as a way to make fun of them. But for a moment, I was briefly concerned. You were worried? You were concerned? Yeah, a little it, bit. It was so funny. when We, we went into Richmond uh, the other day for funsies, um, and uh, we made I made some content at, like, a Confederate gravesite and that sort of thing. And it sparked this weird debate in my comments about, uh, you know, like, Confederate statues, should they be there, should they be not? And somebody made this, this comment about, like, well, if we take down Confederate statues, we need to take down the Holocaust Memorial, too. I'm like, uh, you know what the Holocaust Memorial is missing? Fucking statues of Hitler. Yeah, they don't exactly. see that at any Holocaust Memorial. <laughs> yeah, that's uh that's a really good point. Uh and the you know, it's so weird getting into TikTok or a platform where we have to have these conversations and realize, you know, that people don't get the same education as us, they don't learn the same things. People have different opinions because they've seen different things coming up. And well, it's it's been a great opportunity. Doing this podcast has been a great opportunity because I think, especially with with platforms like TikTok and YouTube and anywhere in this in this industry, that once you find your niche of people that you fit in with, you don't hear anybody else's opinion ever. Yeah, you know? I mean, because the other creators that you collaborate with generally have the same political alignment as you. So doing this platform has been great to really reach out, talk to people with some different opinions, open my mind a bit. I mean, we were bold enough to even have Colin Ray, a piece of walking human trash on our show. <laughs> so, I mean, that, I, like, it's been great. So it's been, it's been good to really kind of experience different people's opinions, thoughts, educations, and just backgrounds on different topics. And that's one of the cool things about doing this. I love how you just throw Colin under the bus any chance you get. Zach, I know I know you grew up on TikTok living in a shadow, but here's the thing, buddy. You can emerge a better person. Be better. Be better, Zach. All my homies hate Colin. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all my homies hate Colin. Uh, anyways, Zach, uh, Colin, I see I mix your names up too. Colin is also out visiting just today, actually, which was oh, really cool. He's getting sloppy seconds on a visit? He's getting busy sloppy seconds. That's sad. That's sad. So like, so like we, we got all the good content with Jess Cannon. And then Colin Ray had to call her up and be like, my name's Colin Ray. Blah, blah, blah. And then he went over there and that's, that is what he sounds like. I actually worked on that impression for a while. Is so that I, your impression of Colin? Yeah, I think that's, well, actually, no, it'd be like, bruh, bruh. You know, I have to say bruh a couple times. <laughs> Why are, why did this turn into a Colin slander show all of a sudden? I personally like Colin Ray. Um, I think he's an awesome guy. Is that what this is, Zach? Is it jealousy? Okay, is, first of all, you're stealing away my friendship from you. 
First of all, you are essentially the human embodiment of a goddamn golden retriever. So don't tell me what you like and don't like, because I won't be impressed by it, okay? Secondly, I love Colin. I do. I've, I've known Colin for a while. I mean, I, I love making fun of him just because he's so easy to make fun of. But uh, I, I've always, you know, like he's come through for me in, in many ways in a pinch. So anybody watching this or listening, understand I don't actually hate Colin Ray. Um, I just thought we should have people know that because if they don't know your guys' background, this entire show has been sounding like you hate Colin Ray. But we do appreciate him having been on the show, and I personally like his content. Uh, Again, you are a golden retriever. You would like if someone dropped anything in front of you and patted your head. So I'm not impressed. I mean, do you not like head pats, dog? They're pretty awesome. I can't get you there. That is that is the the highlight of my day. <laughs> but still the point stands but honestly um for those of you wondering we are gonna do more content together moving forward trying to get together and add to our youtube especially mm-hmm. because we do have a dual youtube if you guys don't follow us there go check out the criminally mental podcast on youtube and you can find all of our previous episodes um it's really the only place you can find the videos of them um for those of you listening on spotify don't forget to follow us on youtube if you want to watch us live um because today live we managed to get someone as close to law enforcement as we possibly could at this it's it's not just close to law enforcement it's Okay, so as you guys know, we've been trying to get a cop on our show for a long time now. And we've run into issue after issue after issue. Understandably why, not a lot of cops were going to jump at the opportunity to come on the Criminally Mental podcast uh, and talk to two felons, even though we don't plan on bum-rushing them or anything. However, we did get a friend of ours um, and, a, and another creator. Uh, his name is Jim, not one care is his tag on TikTok. And he was a bounty hunter for about 26 years. And uh, I've I've had some experience with bounty hunters. I don't know if you have, but uh, I've had the knock knock. So uh, first of all, Zach, um, let's PC titles here, Zach. It, it, fugitive recovery, I believe, is what it was. Not bounty hunter. Come on. Oh, suck all of my dick, Cody. I'm not <laughs> <a> bounty hunter. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying, Zach. I think the correct term is not bounty hunter, but we can ask him when he comes on. Bill, yeah. I believe Bill. Bondsman is also another term. We'll, we'll ask like him. Bail recovery agent. Um, yeah. We can ask him which titles he prefers. And I believe he's recovered. To, or recovered. Oh, my goodness. Really? Talks so much about he recovery. He's he retired now. Hey, he wow. may be recovered. I don't know. That was, um, that was rough. It's like he was drinking a beer in the backstage, though. So I don't think that applies to him. Maybe uh, he's in recovery like we're in recovery. Well, why don't we bring him in and ask him? What do you think? All right, please welcome to the show. Not one care, Jim. Jim, how you doing tonight? What's going on, you you semantic debating bastards? <laughs> well, I just wanted to be sure because I always, when I had Doctor Kojo on, I wanted to make sure that job title was exactly right. You know, because with job titles, I think some people do get weird. Like yeah. Zach, he's like, listen, listen, it's called sex work, not. Pornhub, you know? Exactly. And Cody has a similar thing. He likes to be called a fluffer, not a porn assistant. So it's a similar thing. Tough job, but somebody's got to do it. Man. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so what, is, what is the appropriate tag? What should we call you, I guess, is the like, is it? Daddy? Daddy's good. Uh, I, okay. Um, so that happened. Uh, so that happened. <laughs> so, fugitive recovery agent. Uh, 
Bounty hunter, it doesn't matter. Asshole, dickweed, whatever, whatever pops up. Okay. Oh, understand that when I call you dog, it's not a, a detrimental thing as in dog, the bounty hunter. I'm actually just calling you dog. That's so, cool. That's uh, cool. For, the, for, this, for, the, for this purpose only. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Let's go ahead and wrap it around and write this down. <laughs> <laughs> so it's great to be here, guys. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, we were super excited. Like Zach said, we've been trying just to get someone in some capacity involved with law enforcement on the show because like we've been trying to do is see both sides. Everyone gets to see our side sure. because of this podcast, but we do think it's important to talk to people who have been in some of those tough situations where, you know, sometimes when we look in on police, we don't think about, you know, why were they put in this position? I know especially where you went and apprehended people, you probably saw a lot of situations where, you know, and people I mean, like us aren't going to know what it's like. Absolutely. It, it's also, it's, I mean, like I was also excited to have you on the show just because, I mean, you're a great guy. I've, I've known your content for a minute, but you know, you're kind of on the other end of the spectrum with a lot of things than we are. I mean, uh, you're, you're disabled as well, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, you are Republican. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. so, um, oh God. That's no, no, I'm serious. You bring up a great point. Okay. So, now, I'm not, you can't fucking make this up. So, been married for 26 years. Okay. I'm about as staunch as Republican as you can get. My wife, Stephanie, is like far reaching left liberal Democrat. Okay. <laughs> and here we are 26 years later because that's how shit works. Because yeah. that's how adults are supposed to work. Like, I have a specific set of principles and beliefs. Yeah, that don't necessarily mirror hers, but in the, over the past twenty six years, when you've had issues that neither one of us can solve independently, it's called a common sense solution, and that's yeah. the way everything should work. Hypothetically, so, that would be that would be ideal. But I yeah. think I think that's great that you guys are. I honestly like I sincerely do, just because we don't have any of that. Like most of my friends, like won't even talk to people who have different political alignments, and that's a really boring, closed minded existence. I mean, the, the, the weird the weird thing is, so two uh, three years ago, I lost I absolutely lost my shit, and uh, this was after my injury. I retired. Uh, I ran for judge. I ran for political office. And let me explain something to you. Hmm. You want to find out who fucking hates your guts? Run for <laughs> public office. Oh God! I'd rather deal with you and you. Then politics. I'm not a politician. You don't strike me as one. No, I don't, sugar, I don't sugarcoat shit. I don't tell you what you want to hear. I tell you what you fucking need to hear. Okay. My wife, bless her heart, and this is love. My wife, in order to support me in the primary, went down and officially changed her party affiliation to oh. fucking Republican. Wow. Oh. Then after I got my ass kicked in the uh, primary, I lost my 90 votes. She oh. went like the next day and went back to Democrats. So uh, <laughs> well, that, that's still saying something, man. I can't. Yeah. Even, I won't even cut my toenails for my fiance. So I mean, that's that's love, you know. I mean, how's he doing? Uh, he's doing good. good. He's doing good. He's, I'm getting the stink eye, but he's doing good. Oh, not the stink eye. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a stink yeah. eye. I mean, if you lived with Zach, I'm sure you'd give him the stink eye too. He was only here for that a few be days. the only thing I'd give him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> so tell us about. So tell us about how you got in. Like, I, 
one thing I've always been curious about is like, I know most people become cops because, you know, they didn't become what they wanted to be in life right? Oh, or, or, they, or they got bullied in high school. What is it <laughs> like, what's the route that most people go to become a uh, bail recovery agent? Or is that, I'm like, is, is that an actual goal for a lot of people? Or is it like 0% zero, zero of the time? Zero. Okay. Oh, zero. zero. Um, so what happened with me, uh, I started, I worked as a runner for a bell bond company in Collin County, Texas uh, in 1991-92. And uh, yeah, I'm that fucking old. Uh, anyway. So am I, according to Famous Birthdays. So yeah, Zach saying. is 63, according to Famous saw. Birthdays. So yeah, I, I, I was a runner. So I, essentially what it is, I ran to the jail, I ran to the courthouse, I ran to the insurance company, I ran here, I ran there, et cetera. Uh, I was I was essentially an office bitch, okay? Uh, I was a kid, and I was making pretty good money. And every four to six weeks, the owner, my boss, would give us a bonus. And the bonus would fluctuate, okay? Now, you don't, you know, the proverb is that you don't look a gift towards in the mouth, right? But I asked him, I said, why is our bonus like $1,000 this month and you know, fucking $72.50 the next month? What, what gives here? And he goes, look, man. When people jump bail and we have to hire outside help to track them down, that comes out of our operating budget. So therefore it affects, directly affects your bonus. So my dumb ass asked my bosses, Hey, what if I wanted to do that? What if I wanted to do that in that capacity for this office? And he goes, well, fucking knock yourself out. So I, I approached our, uh, the recovery agency that we used and, uh, Sweet talk to the, 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 uh, the guy, and I'm like, hey, I'd like to go check it out, see if I like it. First time I ever went out, I went out with, with the lead agent, you know, kind of as a volunteer, and uh, I fell in love with the adrenaline. I don't know if you guys are adrenaline junkies. Oh, he's adrenaline. actually basically any substance I'm about. Right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Here's uh, the, the adrenaline got me hooked day one. The, that that almost mental chess match that you are playing with another individual, another human being, to outmaneuver them, outmanipulate them, be a chameleon in their lives where they don't know where the fuck you're coming from. The satisfaction of catching somebody like a fucking chomo, a rapist, someone that beats a woman, there is no high. And I know you both of you have experienced a lot of those. There is no <laughs> high that touches that that feel of hearing those cuffs click on a fucking child molester. Nothing. Nothing comes close. I was hooked. So I did that for that company for about two years, and then I opened my own company in Dallas uh, 94-ish. So I uh, made a career out of it. You know, I, I raised two kids, uh, provided a good life for, for my wife and kids uh, doing that. It's awesome. Uh, but in, in the same token... Just like anything you do, Zach, anything you do, Cody, in your life, you don't want to pursue something that you're not good at. If you if you find something that maybe you're not good at, but you love, that you've fallen in love with, you want to do everything you can to hone that into a craft, to an art form. Okay? That's where I crafted that career over the next 26 years. You're a chameleon. I can go from the most professional individual you have ever seen in your life in a suit to the most ghetto white motherfucker you've ever seen in, your life in, in a quickness. So that was how I got in quite by accident. And then I fell in love with it and 
the rest is history. So there you, you just go. Kind of, just kind of steamrolled from there. That's that's, cool. that, that's very cool. Um, I've had some experience with bounty hunters in the past. And uh, basically my experience has been you get one of two bounty hunters. You get the guy who's going to call you up and be like, listen, dog, you missed your court. I'm coming for you. Maybe just make this easy and show up. You get that guy sometimes. Or you get the guy who's gonna be like, "Hey, man, I just need you to sign this paperwork for me. Uh, can you come into the office today?" And next thing you know, you're you're on. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And and so it was it was kind of it was one of those flying by the seat of your pants, adapt and overcome issues every time, because half of the population didn't want to talk to cops. I'm not a fucking cop. Let's get that square. I'm not a fucking cop. Okay, I don't have the power to. Pursue people in vehicles. I don't write parking tickets. I don't arrest anybody else in this world except for the motherfucker that I'm looking for that is jumped bail. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. it. But people, you're not going to change public conception. You're not going to change that. Yeah. Okay? So a lot of people won't talk to cops. And I show up dressing like this and I'm like, look, motherfucker, I ain't the police. Mm. Let me tell you what I know. Let me tell you where this is going to go. Now, I know you know where this motherfucking Zach is right now. So <laughs> here's what we're going to do. You ain't going to fucking talk or or when I catch this motherfucker and I backtrack and put the, you know where he is and you're aiding and abetting or harboring, I'm going to make sure that I call my buddy at the DA office, DA's office and get your ass charged. So it's it's a manipulation game. That's all yeah. it is. You know, I mean, when it comes down to, I mean, like you, like you said, you're not a cop. You're dealing with people who have been charged with stuff who are legitimately. I mean, I could say this about my past. When I was getting my charges, I did every last damn thing and then some on that list. So I ain't going to sit here and pretend like I was innocent. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a service that needs to be done. And you know, the, the wildest part, and I hate, I don't mean to interrupt, but the wildest no. part of doing this is that. People such as yourself and Cody, who have actually done real prison time. I'm not talking about you go do 14 days in a fucking county. Okay? <laughs> Guys like you who have been there, done that, 99% of the time, don't fucking run. You don't. It's the new motherfuckers. It's, 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 oh, the, yeah. it's the bitches. My favorite, my favorite line of the world. And you two know at heart what this means, okay? I would, you know, everybody in the world, you two included, has that personal bubble of, of space, okay? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was an expert in finding out exactly where your personal comfort zone lied, and I was the first person to breach that and step right into your face and go, I'm here, motherfucker. What's Oof. up? And yeah. my favorite term in the world you know what? You're nothing but a bitch-made punk. And you know what? Yeah, there you go. I'm out. Drop the mic. I'm done. <laughs> and guess what? Either it made you want to fucking kill me, or it made you want to cooperate. Because I had about that's, a, that's basically the only two reactions you're gonna get. From <laughs> yeah, that. That's it. Well, the funny, the funny thing is, anyone who's been through the system enough time, if you've done prison time, or even if you've just been in the game enough time to get enough callers, you know, essentially, that if you choose to run, all that's going to happen is you're going to get locked up tired. Right. You know, right. I mean, that, that's basically what's going to happen. Well, 
and once you get caught, they're not going to be as nice about it, too. Have you ever been tased? God, yeah. I would take yeah. back anything to never have been tased again. Yeah, jeez. Um, like, so I got, I got tased and maced at the same time once. I did, too. Yeah. That's all they got. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Jesus. And I'll tell you, once that's happened to you, there's there's not much that could get you running again. Yeah, you don't even remember what you're pissed off about when that's yeah. happening. Like, <laughs> when, I, when I got tased, so I've been when when I started the company here in New Mexico in 2002, I've been doing this 10 years at this point. So the guys that worked for me had been doing it, you know, two weeks, a month, six months, etc. I owned the company. I was the boss. It's good to be the boss. I'm not going to fucking lie to you. No. Um, I invested. I spent a fucking chunk of change in tasers. We, My office actually had tasers before our police department did. No shit. <laughs> yeah. And the reason being is, is the guns. Sir. Oh, sorry, they only needed guns. Was that? Yeah, yeah. Fuck that. It was. It was here and here. You know. Yeah. Um, so, my my thought process was this. I've been doing this a lot, a decade at this point. I don't want to put one of my guys in an instantaneous blink of the eye, life or death situation where they made the wrong fucking choice. Okay. Yeah. The worst that's going to happen, I, I tase you. You're not the guy we're looking for. You actually get tased. Hey, look, let me give you a couple hundred bucks. Buy your family steak dinner. Uh, have a great day. Peace out. Versus, oh, fuck, we just killed Cody. Great. <laughs> so that was the thought process. So when our police department got their tasers, uh, we had we, we had our own liability insurance. We had our own equipment. Well, obviously, we, had our, we, we did a, uh, uh, a, it's called MOU, a method of understanding a memorandum of understanding with our police department where they actually incorporated our office into their initial taser training class. So all of us were certified. Uh, yeah. Fuck getting tased. Uh, that <laughs> is, so everybody, everybody in the world, there's like 45 people in the class and everybody, you're sitting there all day watching motherfuckers, you know, get tased. And you're like, this is going to suck. Everybody wants to go first or be last. There's no, yeah. way so, Captain put everybody's name in a hat. I was second. Nice. And I go, yeah, I go up and I'm like, fuck. And my spotters are like, hey, look, dude, electricity makes your muscles contract. Yeah. Relax. Go to your fucking inner happy place and key <laughs> all that bullshit. So I relaxed and I remember taking a breath. And just as I got to extreme lung capacity, probes hit me. Oh. Uh. So. <laughs> You know, the air's got to go somewhere. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it come out of my mouth to the, to the rhythm of the taser. Mm -hmm. So I was the baby goat of the class. <laughs> when I hit the ground, everybody in that training class had, you know, I, I was their ringtone. <laughs> Fucking awesome. Yeah. The craziest thing about getting to, and I've told people this before, is I've been shot a couple times uh, at, during my criminal career. But honestly, getting tased fucked with my shit more than getting shot. Because getting shot... You have like, no idea, my friend. Yeah, I mean, like, when you get shot, you don't really even notice it first. You know, you're still cruising. Your adrenaline is going through. The second that dragon hits you from a yeah. chip or a taser, your world's done. 
Oh and yeah, you're not doing nothing for a while. Yeah, I. Uh, I don't like the feeling. There's very few things that can dead out stop you from having any control of your body. Very few things. And then a gun or something, or, or beanbag gun or something like, but a taser, the second it hits you, done. You're mm -hmm. not, no you know way what? you're swinging on anyone or anything if it's set high. You know, and, and, and it's funny, and, and you guys have run into this too. And every other creator on every platform on fucking social media. You know, there's exceptions to every rule, okay? We get 60 seconds to tell a story. So I'm trying to fit a story into 60 seconds, because I hate doing the like for part two, stay tuned for part three. No. Mm -hmm. I, I we don't, we want, don't do that around here. I will never here. want part two. This part two, for me, is where your videos come to fucking die. I just want you to know that. <laughs> yeah. okay. So you get the highlights and the synopsis of everything that went down. You don't get all of the legwork that went up front or the aftermath. Mm -hmm. And then you get, you know, diesel mechanics that come in. Well, I wouldn't have done it that way. I'd have done it this way. Look here, motherfucker. I don't come to your job and kick the dicks out of your mouth. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. No, it, that's, that's such a good point though. Cause I mean, like people, people don't get it. Like with creators on TikTok, especially when you have one minute to tell a story and it's like a detailed story. I mean, I know Cody, you run into this all the time with these yeah. story times and I have a bitch of a time scripting my stories to fit a minute with four characters in a story. So, I mean, then like you always get the list of comments. That sounds like sex time with my wife. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's that. <laughs> no, but I mean, you make a really good point too. That's kind of the reason I, I know we both have started talking about going more to YouTube. Our story times are very hard to do in a minute. Um, like my schizophrenic story times, I always have to cut out information that I know people are going to ask about anyways. So right. it's frustrating because I already know which questions are going to get asked in the comments because right. it's like, I know that should have been a part of it, but right. I only have a minute to get across this really difficult to tell story. And so it can be really frustrating as creators. Like you said, though, I won't ever go to a part two. You can't get oh, me there. there. Yeah. If, any, yeah. if it, any creators are listening out there, um, if you are one of those people that does the like for fart two, I hope that you have a very unpleasant evening. <laughs> I hope tonight sucks for you because I dislike you as a person. I, I hope your vajay is extra puffy and crusty. Okay. Oh my god! So, That's a description you can actually taste in the back of your mouth. Indeed. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Why? They actually make medicine for it, though. It's good. It's okay. It'll be all right. But you you made an interesting point, Cody, uh, about uh, the, the taser. Yeah. You know, so I've dealt literally with, with all walks of life. And through, we're, we're going to use the gang culture. Okay. They know. They know that they haven't done anything that is going to be articulatory worthy of you shooting their ass. Yeah. You know, your balls are probably not that fucking brass. Okay. But the minute that taser comes out, they're like, <laughs> All right. yeah. I think, I think one of the most terrifying things I had ever heard was actually from a, from a CEO along the same vein. Like uh, he, he was giving me lip and I was giving him lip. And I basically said like, yeah, you're not going to pull that taser out. I know you're fat ass. I can do like three pounds of paperwork for this. And he pulled out this little baton and said, there's no fucking paperwork for a baton. And I was like, oh, that's called, okay. that's called, a, that's called a tweaker be good stick. Yeah. That's yeah. 
Oh my gosh. Um, that's well, and that's part of the reason we wanted to have you on the show, Jim, is because we've only seen, you know, the apprehended side. Um, and I think I first got tagged in your videos when you shared the story about um, the schizophrenic person that you had to um, oh. obtain. Do you mind wow. telling that one on here? Yeah, not at know. all. Not at all. Um, and if you'll remind me, uh, like we were talking about, there's exceptions to every rule. So nothing you say is going to be 100% accurate 100% of the time. Yeah. Right? It's regarding a taser, and I'll tell you that here in a minute. So uh, Derek and I, Derek was one of our partners. We go grab this guy. We actually see him in his backyard, and uh, we just park in the fucking street and walk around the house, and he is absolutely cool, compliant, cooperative, and I, again, I'm not a cop. I don't have a mandated policy that says I have to handcuff you. So if you and I are going to have a reasonably intelligent conversation and you offer up no red flags via physical or mouth or you're feeling froggy or you want to dance, whatever, uh, I'm not going to cuff you. It's just it's it's that simple. okay? well, this guy was like, fuck it, let's go to jail. I'm like, cool. So we go back around the side of the house and he goes, hey, guys, hold on a minute. I'm like, all right, cool. And he turns around away from us and says, I told you not to fuck with me. And we're like, me and Derek are like looking at each other like, what? who the fuck is he talking to? And he starts going. <laughs> it's like Jim Carrey. I'm beating my own ass. I'm kicking my own ass. Me, <laughs> and he's like, I told you, motherfucker. And he turns around and looks at us. He goes, let's go to jail. And we went and walked out in the car and drove for 10 minutes to jail. And we're like, what in the? Come to find out, he was actually uh, schizophrenic, and and I don't know enough about schizophrenia, Cody, to know what the triggers are. But I guess stress is a is indicative of perhaps a trigger in some people. So I don't know if the stress of hey motherfucker you're going to jail triggered his episode or not. But if you've never seen anything like that in real life, it's up close and personal. It is a it is a mind fuck. I, yeah. I mean, there's no other way to describe it because we're like, should we tase him, cuff him? Well, Cody, I know, I know Cody wants to like speak on that, but I mean, as someone who doesn't suffer from schizophrenia myself, and I mean, working with somebody who does, I know that just from my experience of seeing like you know the first couple schizophrenic outbreaks, you don't know what to do. One of the first conversations I had to have with Cody was like, listen, dog, like if you start hallucinating, like, what do I do? <laughs> what was my answer, Zach? What was my answer? Uh, I think you said something along the line of like, just try to distract me. And I was like, so get naked. And you're like, not that far, but like, just try to keep my mind off of whoever I'm talking to. It would just work out pretty well. But yeah. Starting with a water gun. Well, oh, and that's, that's why weird. it's got to be so weird for um, people like my wife who see it on such a regular occurrence. And I always like, the, the weird thing is remembering what it was like to not be schizophrenic because I didn't have my first episode until I was about 19 and I grew up with a schizophrenic mother. So it's so weird because I always wondered, I'm like, how can she believe it's that real? And then like, how does like, how does the brain just separate like that to a point where she can't understand what's going on until it happens to you. And you're like, like, it's just like the rest of my life. It's it's my reality, and it's so weird to be on both sides of it. 
because I, even to this day, now that I'm medicated, I'll still see people talking to themselves at the bus station or something. And my first thought in anymore isn't how does their brain let them believe that? My first thought now is like, damn, I've been there. <laughs> like, I know, I know hundred percent what he's seen is genuinely happening in his mind. Like there's no doubt in his mind that what's in front of him is happening. And it's so weird to like experience it too. And I think what really needs to happen though, I mean, especially with people uh, in Jim's former line of work, you know, what he did and especially with cops. Yeah. You know, the, uh, if you are in law enforcement or a recovery agent, if you, I mean, if you are in any sort of probation, parole, ASU, your first experience with a schizophrenic episode should not be with a suspect or experiencing it happening. Like we yeah. need to do a much better job of educating people because there's a huge amount of people that are schizophrenic. And, but and here's here here's the problem that I, I the great theory. But here's the problem that I see with that, Cody. You are abs, and I hate to use the term, but I'm going to. You're absolutely normal, 99 percent of the time. Okay. Definitely thought that was going to be a different word, but go on. Yeah. <laughs> you worry about yourself. You worry about yourself. So you can get arrested. You can get processed in, get bonded out, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and go through it perfectly normal. And you've shown no signs. And a lot of people in specific uh, households, whether it be, you know, they're in a drug-related household or economics or insurance-related, a lot of people don't seek out independent medical care or mental health care as, as they should. So a lot of times, and again, it's a great theory, and I, I absolutely get it, but there are a lot of times when you – from my position, just don't know. No, that's, that's that's a that's a great point. What I'm really talking about more is just a lot more education for the people who do know they're schizophrenic. You know, I mean, I think we need to train people who have this mental illness whenever you have an interaction with a cop. Like something I tell cops, I do this now when I have interactions. I have PTSD. I've been to prison. Please don't get in my space. And yeah. every cop I've said that to has actually respected that and been like, you know what? I get that. I see you have the hang up. I'm not the biggest fan of cops, but I haven't had one yet been like, oh, well, I'm just going to use this to my advantage. So sure. I think that if, if we teach people with schizophrenia or, or any serious mental illness to identify that this is a reality I live with whenever interacting with the officer of the law, that you we know, can get to a much better place. A, a, another thought on that is something that's that's very that I think is very doable, very plausible, is this. At any point during an individual's interaction with law enforcement and or the court system and or the jail and or prison system, and they've been identified as being schizophrenic, uh, bipolar, PTSD, etc., put that on that person's driver's license or state ID card. They have Oregon donor, et cetera. So as soon as they run that person, as soon as they run that person, their mental health diagnosis is attached to their driver's license or ID card. There is a big problem with that. And my big problem is um, most people, Jim, are not as understanding as you. And if they see schizophrenic on my driver's license and come to the window expecting me not to know what reality looks like, that could be a very dangerous situation. They're expecting, you're absolutely right. They hear the word schizophrenic, and most people don't know what that means. Sure. That could be really sure. 
that's like basically saying, hey, this guy has a gun on him. You don't know what he's going to use the gun with. You don't know if he, like, you don't know the circumstances, but he has sure. a gun. That's sure. going to make a police and, and, more nervous to be around me. And and obviously, you know, the, the bigger hurdle there, you know, everybody has great theories. How do you fucking make them work with all the moving mechanisms that, are, that, that it take to create this part? Is this. Well, I think it's a good idea. How the fuck are you going to go around HIPAA laws? Yeah, yeah, that's, you know? that's another thing. And so, I mean, I can I can definitely see where that would be beneficial. But the immediate thing is, I think of is as a Jew, I'm really uncomfortable with any sort of marking <laughs> or putting people on lists at, in a country. Um, I just I don't know. I just don't like that. <laughs> oh my! Oh, by the way, by the way, and I can't even believe this is being brought up. Oh, actually, I can. It's you two fuckers. So, uh, I, I saw something. It's probably been three or four weeks ago, and I just, I just, I had to look at it twice. I did a double take, and I'm like, "How stupid can you be?" So everybody and their dog has heard what's it called the the, the super straight movement or something. <laughs> did, oh, you, did you did you did you did you see what their initial symbol was? Yeah. I did a whole video about this. Yeah, mm -hmm. who did? Zach did. He did a whole video about this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's such a fail. I know both of you have done this when you've looked at someone and stared lovingly in their eyes, <laughs> but you're not really looking at them. You're looking through them to see if there's a fucking brain in there. <laughs> who, who was the brainchild behind this? Yeah, really. Well, I think how big of a dick do you have to get other morons to follow you and use that symbol? Yeah. This is a, this is a testament to the failure of the American educational system in my mind. Yeah. We can, we can make a flag that says SS and a lot of people will get behind it and not see any issue with it. Like that is a wholesale failing of our education system. Well, most of the kids that are doing lack it of caring. haven't even learned about the Holocaust yet, to be honest. Like it's mostly 12 year old kids probably who are putting it in their profile pictures. Right, 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 right. R ridiculous, ridiculous. What bothers me about it, what bothers me about it is that like, I, I can respect literally anybody if they're upfront about their beliefs. I've had, I've been locked up with Nazis and skinheads and I respected them and I was friends with them because they were about what they were about and they were honest about it. Yeah. But, but if you're coming out there with this like diet transphobia and diet homophobia, like you're not really brave enough to just say I dislike trans people, like how, right. I give you no respect. Like, so, are you kidding me? <laughs> you, you, you bring again. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm taking notes of shit I can't believe coming out on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so it is what it is. Okay. You have specific sets of beliefs and opinions, et cetera. And then you encounter a specific situation that makes you step back and go, huh, kind of fucking dumb. Yeah. So up, my wife and I have been married about a year. So 25 years ago, I worked with, and understanding 25 years ago, okay, and it is what it is. Yeah. Okay? Being gay was not fashionable. It was not right. It was not right. the cool thing, okay? Yeah, Zach was like 40 back then, so he knows. Yeah, I actually just had my third marriage at that point. By the way, Cody, fuck off and die. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. So my, my 
proverbial come to Jesus moment. I worked with the gay. He was like twice as gay as you, Zach. It's ridiculous. <laughs> That's pretty gay, dog. <laughs> That's legitimately. <laughs> and, and the sad gay. part is, like, he was he was built, good looking dude, you know, but he was so ultra gay. And you know why I didn't like him? You know why I didn't like him? Hmm. Because he was gay. Nothing else about him. Nothing. Just the fact that he was gay. I didn't like him. Okay. Well, so he I'm and I, he and I got into an argument in front of about 20 people one day in the office. And he straight up said, why don't you like me? Why do you treat me the way you do? And I flat out told him to his face, because you're gay. And he went, he looked at me and he goes, okay, what does me being gay have to do with anything involving your life? And I said, I have to work with you every day in this office. And I don't want you hitting on me. And you know what he told me? <laughs> What's that? What makes you think you're good enough? That's a sassy gay bitch. I like that. He heard, I'm like, what, what do you mean I'm not good enough? What? <laughs> what the fuck? So, like, I remember my wife and I having this long conversation about, like, you know what? He's right. <laughs> His life has nothing to do. It affects me zero. So why do... So, the next morning, I, I said, hey, Neil, can I talk for you? Talk you for a second. He was absolutely, what's up? I said, uh, listen, dude, I've been an absolute fucking douchebag to you simply for the fact you're gay. And I'm not going to lie to you. You hurt my fucking feelings yesterday. Told me I wasn't good enough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I still talk to him today, you know? And it was that one little bitty insignificant to the world conversation that changed my viewpoint on literally everything. It doesn't affect me one way or another. Don't care. Okay. Why? So you learn these weird lessons and these little nuances and idiosyncrasies through your life that you never thought would happen that day. So yeah, that's that's a great I love that story for a couple of reasons. I do have one question. Um did you fuck him afterwards? <laughs> I wasn't good enough. Oh, okay, okay. You forget okay. that. I thought you, you were like a pity handy. I don't know. But, uh, uh, I wasn't I, good enough. He told me to my face I wasn't good enough. That is I would, I would have given you a left-handed angry hand. That's that uh, but, um, but what I love what I love about that story is, you know, so many people in the world, like, they hear anyone being homophobic or anything like that, and automatically it's, oh, we got to shut this person down. We got to cancel them. We got to not hear their opinion. That's a valid opinion because it belongs to someone. It's the wrong sure. one. Sure. It's the absolute sure. wrong opinion. Don't get me wrong. I'm not Absolutely. saying it's a good one, but it's still attached to a human being who believes that. And the only way that we can change these perceptions and these ideas is if we treat each other as humans and fucking talk shit out. Yeah. You know? and, you're, and, 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 and I'm going to, I'm going to have a little joke here because my relationship up until that, that conversation I had with Neil was, in my opinion, I'm going to break it down, okay? It was true homophobia. Phobia means fear, okay? Typically irrational fear, okay? The reason that I was scared of him because he was built like a brick shit house and he will whoop my goddamn ass. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I can't do anything about it, you know? So I guess he wasn't beating up. Fuck me. There's nothing I can do, but, you know? <laughs> 
It is, but it's one of those weird conversations that literally change your life from there on out. So am I glad I had that conversation? Absolutely. Because it opens your eyes to different viewpoints and different vantage points. And people are human. And moving forth, I don't know how many videos I have out, but I have a lot of them out wherein I preach. If you treat people regardless of who they are and what they're accused of, if you treat them initially, let me quantify that, with respect, civility, and humanity, 99% of the time, you're good to go. And when you go to arrest that same person three or four years down the road, they remember that, hey, you know what? This is that fucker that arrested me that was cool, didn't handcuff me. We stopped and grabbed a bite to eat, uh, et cetera. Uh, they remember that stuff. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's huge. And like you guys, you know more than any, probably anybody, maybe other than Colin on this app. Okay. Who does that? That knows. Mm -hmm. That knows your attitude, that that immediate instant encounter with someone in a position of authority who's about to take your ass to jail. Your attitude dictates everything from there on out. That's simple. That, that, that's, that's so the truth. I mean, I know in all of the times that I got arrested, the the times that were the most like non-eventful, coolest ones were with the cops who talked to me like a man, talked to me like a man, with yep. human being with respect, who Absolutely. me. You know, like I had a cop look me dead in the eyes and go, listen, man, I'm taking you to jail. Do you want to have a cigarette before I put the cuffs on? That's awesome. And I gave that guy no lip whatsoever. I walked my happy ass into that jail. You know, did, like, did you give him, so what you're saying is you gave him a great Yelp rating. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. if, that was, if that was a real thing, I would definitely want to have done that. Really We're good review on that, officer. <laughs> so, so, Cody, before before I forget, we were talking about the, the, the taser, you know, when it hits and you're done. Yeah. You know, there's, a, again, not to beat the dead horse, but there's exceptions to every rule. I will, as long as I live, I will never, ever, ever forget an arrest we made uh, up in Artesia, which is about 40 miles north of here. Guy worked in oil field, uh, scrappy little motherfucker. We probably a buck 60, buck 70. And he was the first person that I had ever encountered that was actively on PCP. Okay. I've got Morgan and Coy with me, so we've got a thousand pounds of dude. Okay, he never pulled a weapon, so we couldn't escalate to use of a firearm. Okay, he was higher than giraffe pussy. Okay, fucking <laughs> that phrase, man. And this little motherfucker fought us for forty-five minutes we tased him not once not twice but three fucking times Ugh. and every time the taser hit him you know what i wonder what he did he said bring it on motherfuckers oh, and we were like we are trying to bring it on sir we are trying <laughs> like hell to bring it on the only reason 
it's my opinion, the only reason that arrest came to a peaceful conclusion is because he wore himself out and let us arrest him. But seeing something like that is 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 amazing. Like fucking superhuman strength and agility and energy and, and you name it. It was the wildest 45 minutes. I don't know if you've ever been, Zach, you've been in a fist fight. Oh, you've been in a fist fight. A minute or two fight will exhaust your ass. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know if I could go 45 minutes, dog, with fighting. I mean, I that's, know, that's I, know damn, I know damn well I couldn't anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's happening. Fuck. No, yeah. I've seen, I've seen uh, in California, I saw a guy on PCP take eight rounds before going down. Oh, I, I, honest, I, I honestly thought I was in the middle of a fucking zombie epic because oh. I saw this guy just running for the cops and taking all these rounds and not even just feeling it, just still clawing at him and shit like that. It wasn't until someone came up behind him with a baton and cracked him in the goddamn skull that he actually went night-night. I mean, it wow. was... So everyone out there, just remember, PCP... Stay away from that one. We on the Criminal Mental Podcast do not endorse that. Yeah, sure. we, we don't endorse. We don't endorse any drugs here on the Criminally Mental. Well, I mean, Zach, Zach, we have sponsors now. All right. Speaking of our wonderful sponsors, if you like smooth balls, let's tell you about Manscaped, our sponsor. Cody, you got something to say about that? Yeah, so Zach, at his old age, is still able to use these very nice clippers from Manscaped. Um, you know, and when you get to be 63, I imagine pretty wrinkly balls. It's got to be hard to shave down there. Got to be. Well, as everyone knows, I am, in fact, 63 years old, and you can check my famous birthdays website for that. And as a 63-year-old senior citizen and part of the best generation of this country, I <laughs> that you buy not only the Manscaped pack, but the ball deodorant, because my old man balls definitely need it. And also the I ball thought you were going to say stink. Oh, yeah, they're bad. It's bad. That's, that's, <laughs> that's a real Seriously. Um, but we do appreciate Manscaped allowing us somehow to continue um, talking about their product, which we do both genuinely enjoy. So thank you again to Manscaped. Really cool um, thing about this ball deodorant, by the way, um, for anybody out there who has a gym bag or goes to the gym frequently, I don't know what it is about this or like the sweat fighting capabilities of this. But if you just put a little bit of this on the outline of your gym bag, that like rotting flesh smell that eventually acquires goes away like real quick. So that's, that's a, this is a real thing you guys should get. That's amazing. That's yeah, amazing. I'm sorry. Rotting flesh smell is that what smell you get after you go to the gym? You know what? I don't even. I don't even want to know. Well, do, I need, no. do I need to explain what a gym is first to you, Cody? Okay, so a gym. Uh, I'm right. I'm right here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Wait, in, no. in 49, I, I can still flex the pecs. You know, it's awesome. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, but seriously, we are getting to the end of our time here, Jim. I do want to thank you for being on the show. Hey um, man, it was it was awesome. It was it was absolutely awesome, man. And I, I know that for having me. I know that we would love to have you back and hear more of your stories and just get into more of like what it's like being on the other side. If you do, I think you mentioned you knew a cop who might be interested in coming on the show. Absolutely, definitely I'm, love to do that. I've got I've got a retired um, uh, CSI detective. Uh, I've got an active duty sergeant that would probably be more than happy to come over and be on the show. That would be amazing uh, if you could help us out in any way. Oh, absolutely, man. You, you know you're invited back to the show. We're definitely going to have you back on. Well, uh, there's, there's shock number one. <laughs> <laughs> 
is there anything that you want to give a shout out to or a plug to, or you can plug your page here? We kind of give people an opportunity to do that. I don't know if you, if you have an OnlyFans, plug that. I, I do. I, I charge $19.99 a month not to send you dick pics. <laughs> it's, a good uh, it's, an, it's an amazing avenue it's, it's an amazing revenue source uh, but seriously this is kind of weird so stephanie amy and craig my cousins are all watching from uh, louisiana texas i just got a text that said they're watching this so yeah cool awesome very nice but uh, I, I appreciate you guys having me it's it's, it's been an honor pleasure uh, mr horcock uh, it's amazing <laughs> uh seriously we had such a good time good conversation and i just want to remind the people that if they do know anyone interested in joining the show we are still looking at applications so please let us know um we do have some ideas coming up in the future here but we're getting to a point now where we're really looking for new people with new experiences so please let us know and remember, the best way to audition for the show is to make a video on TikTok. If you are on TikTok, if you're not on TikTok, how did you get here? Um, <laughs> but make a video on TikTok, tag me or Schizophrenic Hippie in it or the Criminally Mental Podcast in it. We'll review the footage. We're also going to put some of the footage of us reviewing stuff on our YouTube. So uh, if you guys want to be on the show or you're interested, make sure you do that and we'll be sure to review it. So you're saying their audition tape doesn't have to be like my audition tape because that was the couch was weird. We kind of agreed that you were going to be on the show before you even did. So uh, <laughs> I don't I don't even remember your audition tape, to be fair. But uh, <laughs> thanks. Yeah. So I'm not good enough again. That's cool. Yeah, that's basically what <laughs> we're going That's the yeah. second gay guy to tell you you're not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. You know, All right. I was actually going to sharpie my nails in honor of black uh, the, uh, of his uh, black nail polish. You know, you definitely could have. But uh, oh. seriously, thank you so much again for being on here, man. We really do appreciate it. We look yeah, forward I'm, to having you back. I'm, ma I'm a mask on here with a middle finger and shit, and not one pair of middle finger that I walk around at Walmart with. Yeah, sweet, <laughs> like that. Guys, right. thank well, you all again. Yeah, thank you. And everyone have a great night. Thank you for joining us at the Criminally Mental Podcast, sponsored by Manscaped. Later, guys.